Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Living Large and Hard Barbershop Quartet. It's time for Living Large and Hard. For Living Large and Hard. It's time for Living Large and Hard. Hey. Welcome to the Living Large and Hard podcast. This one is called We're All Gonna Die. I know, pretty dramatic, huh? Anyway, this is um, goes back to 2012 and the Roots Picnic at the Festival Pier in Philly. Um, it's been going on, that was the fifth year, so started 20, 2008. And Questlove and the Roots obviously run it. Well, I guess that's not obvious. But anyway, that's what it's about. That's why it's called the Roots Picnic. I believe now it's held at the man, but I could be wrong because I only went the one time. Um, At this thing, there's an outdoor stage. And uh, it's two days. At least it was when I went. Like I said, I don't know what's going on now. Let's pretend. Let's just fucking pretend because you probably don't know either that nothing has changed, that it's still two days. So there's an outdoor stage. Uh, the usual big outdoor stage. And then there's also an indoor venue. Um, it's an in, It was an inflatable tent. And it was a, I'm just going on memory, probably held three or 400 people. But like I said, it was an inflatable tent. And um, I mean, it's biggest inflatable tent I've ever seen other than, oh, kind of like the ones that go over, maybe it was a modified version of the one that goes over a tennis court. I don't know if you've seen those so that people can play in the winter and occasionally over pools. So this thing had um, up in the ceiling, there were air conditioning units. There were the speakers were hanging from the top of it. And uh, there were glass doors, airlock doors, so that, you know, if everybody came in or left too quickly, it wouldn't deflate. So that's your setup down there at Festival Peel Festival Pier in Philly. Because uh, you figure out that I don't edit. If you listen to these, you know I for sure don't because there's a lot of fuck-ups. Uh, day number one, I went down there, saw Wale. I didn't know if his name was Whale or what. Um, I don't know. Didn't really care for it. Rapper. It was a big deal at the time, but I don't know. Didn't really care for it. A rapper. Now... That's not to say that I don't like rap. I like rap a lot, but not all rap. And this is, this guy, as far as I was concerned, uh, sounded like a bunch of other people. So there was, whatever, didn't care for it. It was also the, um, I saw Toon Yards for the first time. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they do a lot of loops, a lot of uh, world beats. So that was cool. Yeah, she started out, Meryl Garvis is the head of it. She started out doing, uh, this is back when they used to wear the like fluorescent war paint kind of shit. So she just whacked on a drum, got a loop going, and they built on that and went from there. So that was cool. I ended up seeing them again um, in New York City. And also James Murphy of LCD Sound System, he did a DJ set, which of course was fucking good and it was the first time i saw saint vincent and i liked saint vincent so much 
that, uh, I didn't mean to say it like that, so much. I liked St. Vincent so much that I ended up seeing her solo. She did some, it was like an art school concert. It's the only way I can uh, explain it. Where she ended up intentionally falling down a stairway in slow motion as part of it. And wore these uh, really cool outfits and things like that. I also saw her with David Byrne in a brass band. She was the only, uh, she was the guitar, everything else was brass. And that was a project they came up with. They did a song and then that led to an album. And then they enjoyed that so much it led to a tour. So that was really cool to see. And um, yeah, so here's this hot chick. And I'm at, you know, looking, watching. And I'm like, I'll check this out. And she's playing a love song. And all of a sudden she's doing her little robot shuffle thing and smacking on her guitar with her fist and spinning around. So I went, this is cool. And the music's good too. So that was day one. Those are the bands that uh, I remember seeing. There's a couple others I saw. Moosh and Squish, I think was another one. They were okay. I don't know if they're even around anymore. But I had a hotel, went to the hotel wasn't very far, hung out for the night, got up uh, way too early because the next day there was, there was very few bands on Sunday. And this was, a, well, since it was the next day and it was Sunday, I'm sure you figured out that the first day was fucking Saturday. So there was just too much time. I didn't feel like, you know, I didn't feel like bombing around Philly. Just didn't feel like it. So ran back to uh, Allentown and... Um, I ran back to the mini mansion, hung out a bit, and then decided to head back down in time to see, because uh, I was all jazzed to see Major Lazer, because I really, I really, really liked their shit. And I hadn't seen them at that point, but I figured it was going to be good, and it uh, ended up being really good. Anyway, on the way back, uh, right when we were leaving town, there was a thunderstorm, like a motherfucking thunderstorm. One of those ones where you look at and you go, that thunderstorm is a motherfucker. And outran that heading back down on the turnpike. And um, thankful for that. So you get down there and uh, Major Laser, like I said, is up. And then um, Diplo is going to do a DJ set in the in the bubble stage afterwards. So... I mean, I, I bought a CD from from Major from Diplo back before. I mean, I just he came out with this. Um, it was favela. It was Brazilian. It was Brazilian ghetto music that he made a CD of a mix, and it was some of the craziest shit. Like the theme from the Munsters mixed in and. And it was just great. I mean, and I set up uh, PayPal to buy it. And I'm like, I am getting ripped off my $11.49 from whoever the fuck this Diplo guy is. But it showed up. I think it was like 25 and a half minutes, man. I played that thing over and over and over and over. I think it was called Favela on Blast, possibly. Check it out if you want. But uh, yeah, that Favela music. Um, Bela Funk, it's also called. That's some, some good stuff. So I was all geek to see Diplo too. So 
Major Lazer's up there just killing it. I mean, they really put on one hell of a show. They got dancers. They got uh, the two DJs. They got confetti cannons. I think they had Vuvuzuelas back then. Um, they throw shit in the crowd, and it was just, it was killer. Uh, when they have the song Bubble Butt, Diplo invites all the, uh, the girls with the bubble butts up on stage. And, um, you know, of course they get vetted, but they come on up. And this one was, um, oh, she was fucking nuts. So she got up there and the girls are dancing around. They're supposed to show their stuff. Uh, and, uh, this chick takes her pants off and, you know, that'd be kind of hot if, but you, when you can tell someone's nuts, or maybe she's just way fucked up. It's not so hot. It's just kind of like, ew, this is weird. And then she took her shirt and um, unbuttoned it, except to the top button, and had that open. And she's dancing. And the, like the chicks that were dancing near her from the crowd, they went, nope. They, they did some um, pre-coronavirus social distancing because it was obviously this one was was goofed up or just goofy. So anyway, great show. Loved it. Saw them. God, just saw them last year at the GovBall. Saw them at Terminal 5. Never disappoint. So Diplo's up next and uh, decided to go in, in the, the bubble tent after seeing Bubble Butt to get in the air conditioning because it was fucking nasty sometime in uh, deep summer, like July, August, something like that. Go in and... Uh, get a spot, I think we're like third off the rail, up front, something like that, because I like being up front and just hanging out in the air and enjoying the fact we're not out there in the heat. And, you know, people are filtering in and uh, Diplo's setting up and then there is this ungodly And after that, uh, there's this really odd, quiet roar. And, a, and a, like the vibe in the place changed. And the air, I know the air pressure changed because what I turned around to look and it looked like all the thousands of people that were outside were coming inside. And why? Because that was a thunderclap. And. I mean, these people are streaming in and the tent starts to sway from the wind. And then I thought, well, this is going to get crowded. And that was just, that was just the opening the little stanza there was it getting crowded because it went beyond crowded and people still kept coming in. And then there'd be another clap of thunder, you know, um, and then you'd hear screaming. <laughs> so all these people are jamming in. The thing's swaying back and forth. Uh, and above us, not all of us, but, you know, above, well, unfortunately, us in front especially, there's the speakers and the air conditioning units. And there's speakers in back. And all this shit is going back and forth in the wind. And the thunder's going. And it's dark as fuck outside. We're just not too long ago. It was sunny. 
and I look at the uh, the doors to my right that go outside, and there's water just just sheeting down the glass on the glass doors, like a like a waterfall, and then it got more and more crowded, and people just kept coming in because there was nowhere else to go. Well, there, uh, yeah, there was nowhere else to go. Not thinking back, what are they going to do? Jump over the counter at the fucking beer stand? Um, so, like I said, all this heavy shits above us, moving back and forth, rain's pouring down, lightning. Uh, you can feel the panic. I mean, I've been in situations with just a couple people where people get panicky, and I've been in uh, crowds, like crowds where destructive things happened. Um, after the Detroit Tigers won the World Series in 1987, I went to downtown East Lansing when I lived in Lansing. And um, that got out of hand. People were throwing beer bottles. And <laughs> they tipped my cousin's car on its side. <laughs> I didn't know it was my cousin's car at the time. And I talked about it years later. I go, Oh, that was your car. He goes, yeah. I go, they tipped it on the side. I go, yeah. I go, what the fuck did you do? He said, I don't know. We got out. Okay, fair enough. And I was standing in front of the Taco Bell while um, mayhem's going on. And you hear this just rumbling. Rumble, 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 rumble. Getting louder and louder and louder and louder and louder and louder and louder. And I look, and from behind the Taco Bell, they had taken the dumpster for some reason, these guys, and were rolling it out into the street and then just let it fly. And it hit the uh, the median, the nicely planted median, and crashed into that. So I've been in situations like that. That wasn't too nerve-wracking because there was a way to get out. Um, when Michigan State won the National Basketball Championship in 1979, they came back and they had a like a pep rally thing at the Jenison field house where they played. And that was a situation where the crowd, the crush from the crowd was so great that at one point I shit you not, I picked my feet off the ground and I was still moving. But again, that was, that wasn't really, it was kind of panicky, but it was so good natured that it doesn't, it didn't really, uh, Nobody was flipping out. Let's put it that way. Anyway. In this situation, people were flipping out. You could, I don't think you could smell it, but man, you could definitely feel it. You could feel the panic. You could feel the fear. Um, it was interesting. So I figured that I'd better figure a fucking way to get out of here if shit goes nuts. And what I assumed is that what most people would do if shit goes nuts, like the top rips or if speaker falls or something like that, they're going to run to the main exits. So like I said, we were about three people off the rail to the stage. And then I, I went, that's the way to go because there's got to be a back way out of this motherfucker because there's not just the backpack and the side because you know, the, the people playing the tent got to get in and out somehow. So I'm going, all right, I'm going that way. 
and then I got to get that fucker out of the way. And that's not a problem. That fucker might be a problem. So I'm going to get that fucker out of the way. I'm going to get that fucker out of the way. And I told uh, F4, my partner at the time, I told her, I go, look, we're going to get up there. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to go there and I'm going to get you over. And then you just find the exit, get the fuck out and I'll be back. I'll catch up to you. So anyway, that's where we were. And, um, at this point, the ceiling starts to leak <laughs> just to make it even more fun. So the ceiling's fucking leaking. Uh, the place is jammed full of people who are panicking and, uh, the air conditioners are swaying, the speakers are swaying, and I turn to look, and there's this, um, man, I'm saying um a lot. I'm very sorry about that. I'm um, very fucking sorry. Anyway, there's this uh, short, young man of color with glasses, and I turn and I look up at the water leaking down near us, and he grabs me by the arm and says, You see that? We're all going to die. And I looked and I shrugged and I go, yeah, eventually. And I turned back around. But at this point, because now there's water rushing in on top of everything else, um, I'm really pretty uh, focused on figuring out my, <laughs> my escape route. And then over the PA, you hear Diplo go, I really fucking hate thunderstorms. And then music started and just like that everybody turned their attention away from away from the stage and up and over and then to the stage and Diplo dropped the fucking tunes and then we were off and running um it was hot as fuck it was sticky as fuck but it was joyous as fuck because we all lived through it. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the most memorable concerts I've ever been to. Um, I'm sure it would have been a good concert without all the crap happening. But because of what happened, it was definitely something I'm not going to forget. Um, I'd kind of prefer to not be in that kind of situation again. But... That is, we're all going to die. And as I told the gentleman, yes, you are correct. We are. But, um, well, I didn't say maybe you will tonight, but I'm not going to. And I'd just like to tell you if you want to, want to make it easy, you can follow along on SoundCloud. And then you'll get notifications when there's a new one. And you can subscribe on iTunes. You can listen on Stitcher. Pompano Beach, Florida, thank you. My Stitcher listener who binged 12 in one day and three the next, um, thank you for that. Also, Micro Max Marvin on Facebook. There's links up there when a new one goes up. And also, Living Large and Hard on Instagram. There's nothing really tied into this, although I'm thinking about doing something that way. But knowing how lazy I am, I probably won't. But if you um, think I have a sense of humor that you like, then you'll probably see some shit on there that you think is funny. And I'd also like to do my usual uh, entreaty for feedback. 
I'm open to any and all feedback on any platform. Send it back. I will get back to you. If you tell me I'm the worst fucking thing you've ever heard. Okay. Understandable. I don't have a problem with that. I really don't. Uh, somebody from the Soviet Union listened to the Jesus at the Tiki Bar ringtone the other day. And I thought, wow, you talk about someone being grossly disappointed. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> boy, moy, what is this shit? Uh, also, I'd like to do shout out to Bobas, always, you know, listening. Um, the Crean sisters, who have been listeners since before the podcast, especially Mary who basically was around when the podcast was just me talking all the time, which doesn't really stop. Also, Rich Henry out there in the uh, great Northwest. Thanks, man. Thanks for getting back to me with the feedback. Thanks for listening. Um, appreciate it. TCT, what's up? Thank you. Very heartfelt thank you for many uh, reasons. Listening and feedback, great. Uh, listener, SoundCloud, SoundCloud listener number 4913258815. I hope I got your name right because that's all I know. I've asked for your name. I don't know. Over there on the hill in Fountain Hill, beautiful Fountain Hill. I'm sure you have a name, but thanks for all the likes. Thanks for all the feedback. And thanks for listening to everything. Really appreciate it. So, as always, here we are high in the skybox over 309, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Let's listen to some traffic. It's kind of wet out today, so it should sound oh, great. Now there's no traffic. Here it comes. But it should sound nice and sloppy, like your mama. <laughs>